When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I'm Blaine Bartlett, and you're listening to The Soul of Business with Blaine Bartlett. This next series of episodes, I think you are going to be finding fascinating in content. Um, I pre-recorded these about a year ago or so as part of a global mindset forum that I conducted with my good friend, Ash Kandahari. You're gonna be listening to some of the uh, preeminent minds on this planet when it comes to the topic of the soul of business and how you generate and work with an effective mindset that keeps you and your organization on track. So I invite you to uh, pull up a chair, grab a pen and paper, make some notes. You're gonna be fascinated by these conversations. Again, welcome to The Soul of Business with Blaine Bartlett. I am your host, Blaine Bartlett, and enjoy. Mr. Proctor, welcome. Greetings, how are you? Hey, good to see you. Good to see you. My pleasure. How are you? Oh, I'm doing really well. We have been having a wonderful time with this uh, three-day program. It's just been extraordinary. That's so good. Yeah. And yeah. Well, welcome, Bob. It's really great to have you. My pleasure. I'm really happy to be here. This has been a great day for me. I got my hair cut today. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it, it is truly the small things in life. Four months. It's driving me crazy. I got I got a pair of barber scissors, and then I got a pair of thinning scissors, and I was working on it. My wife was working on it. <laughs> I got the real deal today. You got the real, it, it looks good. The barber shop. <laughs> the barber shop. They, they also got your tie. Yeah. They did. They did. <laughs> so... What's that? What is the uniform today? Yes. What we've been doing with this, Bob, is um, you know th th this whole thing uh, is like you know when I asked you to join us, uh, it's a give uh, for us, yeah, uh, for Ash and I. When we start talking about you know a lot of people are going through a lot of stuff right now. Who do we know that can make a difference in terms of bringing nuggets of wisdom and knowledge to how to navigate through this kind of upset? Uh, you know, what, in order to land on your feet and actually be positioned to thrive, not just survive coming out of things and even going through it. And these are just conversations. We, uh, you know, we, you know, everybody that's been here has had a story, you know, of trauma that they've gone through and they've ended up on the other side. So, you know, you are, you know, probably the most, you know, foremost exam, uh, exemplar of what it means to succeed in life on a continuously thriving basis, not just eking it out, but actually thriving 
on an ongoing basis. So we are honored, obviously, to have you here. And I just want to you know, kind of step back, open the floor, and let you, you know, just start with a point that you think is relevant, and then we'll just kind of see where we end up going. Well, you know, I think with everything going on, uh, I think the trick is to not pay a whole lot of attention to what's going on. I don't read the paper about it. I don't listen to the news. You're picking up just in idle conversation or flashes that come on your phone. I think the trick is to uh, focus and really get yourself in the right place and then help as many people as you can. Um, I've tried to support the restaurants around that we dealt with. Um, they start takeout stuff. I'll give them huge big tips um, uh, because I can afford to give it to them. And they're not getting any business where I'm in business and business is, uh, is going great. Uh, my business hasn't been hurt at all. In fact, if anything, we've got busier. So I think, you know, you help the people, help as many people as you can, whatever way you can, try and get them on the, on the, looking at the right side of things. There's two sides to everything and nothing's all bad. Uh, we have a tendency to uh, just see the dark side of everything. Um, I believe everything's going in the right direction, regardless of what the newspapers or television tells us. I think we're spiritual beings, we're in a spiritual universe, and I think spirit's always for expansion and fuller expression. It's never for disintegration. disintegration. And um, everything just is. We make it what it is. I've had um, all kinds of ups and downs in my life, but I have found that the, uh, the best bet is to look at the good side and um, work on that. Do you know, Michael Beckwith gave us um, something in a meeting that Mary Morrissey was doing. She had myself and she had Michael Beckwith speaking at it with some other people. And he gave a three-step approach to um, uh, handling any situation in life. And I think it would be very appropriate for everybody to really pay attention to these three points because I've used them for uh, a number of years. He said, when anything happens, there's a three-step approach. Number one, it is what it is, accept it. It's either going to control you or you're going to control it. Number two, harvest the good. There's good in everything, and the more you look for, the more you're going to find. And number three, forgive all the rest. Forgive means like go off completely abandoned. Well, I loved that. When I heard him say it, I was scratching it down as quick as I could to want to make sure I got it right. And about two days later, I ended up in Cedar sinai with open heart surgery. And uh, when it was all over, I was telling the uh, cardiologist who had become a friend, I said, I was amazed at what a great place this is, how positive everybody is. And he said, well, that's because you are. He says, you seem to handle this really well. And I told him, I said, I was just using this, what Michael taught me on Saturday. And uh, I was in getting them cut me off <laughs> on Wednesday, I think it was. But it was, I did the same thing and I've used it in everything. And I think it's appropriate, we could use it now. It is what it is, accept it. It's either gonna control you or you're gonna control it. We have no control over the conditions or circumstances in our life. The only thing we can control is our perception of them and how we deal with them. And perception is a higher faculty that most people never really exercise. But I think if we realize it's one of the gifts that God gave us and uh, we want to use it. See, I believe that we're the only creature on the planet that's totally disoriented in our environment. 
all the other little creatures are completely at home in their environment. They all blend in. They operate by instinct, which is perfect. We don't blend in. We're totally disoriented, and that's because we've been given the godlike faculties to create our own environment. The problem is most people don't do that, and they living like the animals, but they don't know how to blend in. And they're trying to, and they're having problems. They're looking at the downside. There's an upside to everything, and that's really where I try to go all the time. You know? Yeah. Yeah. The the there's an upside to everything. There's an yeah. Every exterior has an interior. I mean. Yeah. It's, a law, it's a law of the universe. Von Braun exactly. said that the laws were so exact that we don't have any difficulty sending people to the moon and we can time the landing with the precision of a fraction of a second. And he said after studying the spectacular mysteries of the universe all his life, he was led into a firm belief in the existence of God. Well, I see the laws as God's modus operandi. It's how everything happens. And the laws are exact and they never change. The tide goes out and it comes back. It doesn't keep going out. Uh, the night always follows the day, and winter never follows winter. These are laws. There's laws that govern our life, and if we learn them and attempt to live in harmony with them, we're going to come out pretty good. You know, you studied. I mean, you know, Think and Grow Rich, we'll just start with that. 50, 58 years, almost 50, you know, 59 years now, something like that. Um, 59, yeah. One. Every day. Right here, I read it every day. Yeah. I get elastic around it because it falls apart. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'd like you to talk to people. You know, people, you know I, I get asked this question, and I knew you do all uh, as well all the time. You know, what do, yeah, how do I get started? How do I keep going? You know, there's a question of how. And one of the things that people are, in my experience, uh, oftentimes uh, flummoxed by is the notion of study. We're not taught to study in school. We're not taught to study. And this is kind of what I'm talking about you know, when you look at creating the environment of, of our dreams. We don't study how to do that. And well, how did you I'm in, get started I'm in on studying? Every morning at 5, 5.30. I study every morning. Now, I feel like I have been blessed because I was taught how to study by Earl Nightingale. I mm -hmm. spent five years working directly with Earl and Lloyd and uh, it, was, uh, it was a blessing. And he taught me how to study. I have um, been studying. I've got papers here uh, that I've been studying. They're right here. Oh, look at this is, there's one, you see what's on it. There's only about 15, 20 lines. And here's another one. There's two pages with, it's like four paragraphs on each page. I've been reading these three pieces of paper for about a year and a half every day. Mm -hmm. And I, I study and I mentally try and get myself into the energy of the author. Now, the author is Thomas Trubert, who I believe is one of the greatest authors of the last 500 years. And Earl said, you've got to study, understand what the author is trying to communicate. Most people read. They put the book down, then they get another book. Like, I'm surrounded by books. Some of them I read over and over. Some of them I've only read a couple of times. Some of them I only read a little bit of. And some of them I just keep reading them over and over and over again. But the trick is 
no amount of reading is going to do it for us. It's the understanding and application of wise thoughts that count. And you've got to really study a page, a paragraph, what the author's saying, and then think, how can I use it? So before I start studying, I write my goal down in front of me. And then I study toward that end. See, Hill said, it's, you know, you gather knowledge, intelligent information, you gather the knowledge, and then it has to be intelligently directed. Organized information, intelligently directed. It was one of the principles, one of the 13 principles uh, that Hill taught for success. He said there was 30 major causes of failure, 13 uh, principles of success. Well, you know, organized knowledge, intelligently directed. And I think you've got to study if you're going to do that. Mm -hmm. And I just keep doing it. You know, as long as I live, I'll keep doing it. I'll be 86 here in about 10 days, but I have no intentions of slowing down, and uh, I don't think I should. See, better. we've yeah. got to study if we want to move ahead with our, with our life. We've got to know more than we know, or we're not going to do any better than we're doing. And so that's the purpose of study, and we've got to grow. Our uh, objective is to develop our awareness of oneness with our oneness with spirit, with God. And um, that's a lifelong process. You never stop doing that. Never do. You know, you, you, you said something to me years ago about the nature of goals. And, and it, it completely shifted how I approached what I was doing. And the, and the purpose of a goal is not to get. The purpose of a goal is to grow. And yeah. I, that has stayed with me uh, for years. Well, see, most people think a goal is to get, get more money, get a job, get a big company. No. Once are in the conscious mind. The want comes from the heart. We have perfection within us. Our spiritual DNA is perfect. It's just so covered up and clouded with all kinds of nonsense um, that it has difficulty expressing itself. But the essence of who we are is perfect. It's spirit, perfect spirit. And spirit's always for expansion and fuller expression. We're here to do God's work. God's work is creation, so we should be creating. And you do that when you want. It's spirit talking to the consciousness, want this, want that. you always going after something you've got. Yeah. I was putting some slides together here for a presentation. i got to make sure I'm off here. And um, I've got a group of people, and I said, what have they got in common? I've got the Wright brothers. I've got, uh, um, oh, um, Hillary, um, Edison, um, uh, Kennedy, and uh, Von Braun. And I said, the thing they've got in common, they were all going to a place they've never been. But on top of that, they were going to a place no one had ever been. Yeah. Now that takes some growth. And I think that's, that's the ultimate. That's what we should be working toward. Work yeah. is made for us. Goals are made to grow. And I, um, I think freedom is the goal uh, of the soul, you know? Yes. And that can only come to you through study, through understanding. And yes. That's why Solomon said, and all you're getting, get understanding. You know, 
people get confused about, um, and, and this is partly what went on with the secret, um, you know, the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. And you've got to, you know, and, th and this isn't just with you, but you know, there's a, the law of attraction is a secondary law. Mm -hmm. And the law of vibration is actually the one that informs all of this. And when you put this in connection with goal setting and, and, and just living a successful life, can you, can you speak to the, to the group here just about how this works? Because a lot of folks will default to the law of attraction and they will just kind of hold that pretty picture in their mind, but nothing changes. Well, let's think of it this way. Your phone operates on a frequency. When I was a little boy, we never had a phone. We never had a phone in our house until I was probably 16. And then when we got one, it was a party line. So there was probably a hundred other people on the same line. Today, everybody, in fact, I got two phones and they're both have their own frequency. And that is because we become aware of the law of vibration and become aware how to work with it. There are an infinite number of frequencies. Therefore, everybody can have their own cell phone. When you have a cell phone, you have your own frequency. And if I've got your number and I dial it, we are talking then, we're communicating, we are together. Doesn't matter where you are in the world, there's no time or space when you get out there anyway. So we're on the same frequency. Now, our goals, the second you think something, you've got it. You've got it in your consciousness. And the fact that you can see it means that it's already here. Nothing is created or destroyed. Nothing is created or destroyed. Everything's already here, if not in one state or another. Well, when we see something, we have raised our mind onto a higher frequency. And the fact we can see it is all we need to know to know that we can have it. Mm -hmm. That's why Carnegie said any idea that's held in the mind, that's emphasized, that's either feared or revered, will begin at once to clothe itself in the most convenient and appropriate form available. When you hold the image in your mind, it must move into form, but you've got to get on the frequency that the good you want is on and stay there. And most people don't do that. It's like they're operating on an AM frequency, getting the results they're getting and wondering why they're not listening to FM music. The law of vibration decrees that everything moves, nothing rests. The walls around you are moving. A body in a coffin is moving. It is not, definitely not dead. If nothing's created or destroyed, that postulates the theory of life. There's no such thing as death. The soul's moved out of the body. That's all it is. But the body keeps moving. And if it wouldn't, wasn't, it would never change to dust. So everything vibrates on different frequencies. Now, the secret got everybody wound up on the law of attraction. So they think, I just made, boom, I magnetized myself. That's a bunch of nonsense. Hardly anybody that was on The Secret really understood the law of attraction. I've been studying it since 1961, for goodness sake. I studied with some of the wisest people in the world, some of the doctors that I've had as, as, uh, as coaches. And you can only attract to you what's in harmony with you. If you're upset about something, you're on a negative frequency, you're going to attract bad stuff. If you're worried, you're going to attract bad stuff, you're going to attract whatever you're worried about because that's the frequency you're on and you can only attract according to the frequency you're on. So you attract whatever's in harmony with you. If we want to attract good stuff into our life, we want to get and stay in a good vibration. And we have the ability to do that because we have the ability to choose. We have higher faculties. See, we're raised to live through our senses at home and then in school. 
We're taught to go by what we see, hear, smell, taste, touch. I got two little Pomeranian dogs in the house that can see, hear, smell, taste, touch. I have higher faculties. I've got perception, the will, reason, imagination, memory, and intuition. In fact, I've got a very highly involved intuition. I can read your energy like a book on the screen here or anywhere else. And everybody has these higher faculties. I work with Harry Lorraine, has the best trained memory in the world. He was teaching people, well, his partner, Jerry Lucas, was teaching people to memorize the Bible. We have these higher faculties, but they're weak. We've never strengthened them because we haven't been taught we've got them. So we don't even know how to develop them. Our education is lacking. It's really lacking. Uh, I'm involved in it. I love it. And I'm trying to wake everybody up to this. <laughs> Oh, this is a great, which is, I think COVID-19 has been a great disruption to create that, Bob, You know, in our education system. There's the good side of it is it's caused people to come together to some degree, and it's caused them to start thinking, yeah. caused them to start to follow direction. If you want to be healthy, follow direction. Don't ignore it. Go to wiser people and do exactly what they tell you. And yeah. yeah. And that's what we're learning. Now, I learned that in 1961. The man that gave me this book, he says, do exactly what I tell you. I'd never done that in my life up till then. But I thought, he said, your way is not working. Try mine. So I started to do that. And I think that's, that's what this virus is. It's one of the good sides of it. So it is bringing people together. And it's causing them to pay attention to people that are a little wiser than themselves. I do exactly what they tell me as far as that is concerned. Yeah, thank you for that, Bob. But Bob, you, you shared something. You said you can attract what's in harmony with you. You can only attract what's in harmony with you. You can only attract what is in harmony with you. Share with us generating a level of a, a frequency of harmony, a, a, a way of being, a, a state of uh, being which will support uh, those who are asking for success. What is the vibration for success? What is the, how, how does one transition or transcend from where they're at in harmony to the harmony of success? Well, first of all, I think you have to define success. And I think Earl Nightingale come up with the best definition I ever heard. I've heard many, many definitions over the last 50 years. He said, success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal progressive realization of a worthy ideal. James Allen said, an ideal is an idea that you have fallen in love with, you're intellectually, emotionally, and physically involved with. That's an ideal. So it's a progressive realization. It has nothing to do with the end. It has to do with the direction you're moving. You may have a, 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 a state of 5 million, and you're working towards 10. And if you're progressively moving in that direction, you're a successful person. You could be a student in school with a C and D average working towards an A and B. If you're progressively moving in that direction, you're successful, equally as successful as the other person. So what we have to, if people want to be successful, they have to understand what constitutes success. It's the direction you're moving in, in your life. And so you have to help a person understand that they can have what they want. They can set goals and they will grow and they will grow into whatever they want. Mm -hmm. So, we haven't even learned the basics, like we don't learn the basics of what success actually is. I was fortunate in working with Earl and having that burned right into my mind. I've never found a better, I found a lot of people that took that definition and bastardized it a bit so they could put their name on it, but that, that is the best one I've ever found. Yeah, yeah thank and, you for sharing that. 
Yeah, and what I like about that, and, and this is true in so many cases, people want to know, how do I do this quickly? Yeah, what's, what's the... What's no, the, no, there's no, there's no trick to it. Sit down. Here's the problem. Sit down, decide what you want, write it out, put it on a card, carry the card in your pocket, and with you everywhere you go. I've had a card in my pocket for 60 years or 59 years. And um, that's that. People won't do that because they don't believe they can have what they want. See, what you want is beyond what you know how to get. You've gone beyond the point where you're at. Well, if you don't go after something you don't know how to get, the goal's no good. You're going sideways. You don't have to go something that you know how to get or you think you can get. You want to go after something you have no idea. We had no idea how to get in the air. The Wright brothers couldn't tell you how to get in the air until after they did it. So it's you're going after something you don't know how to do it. In fact, that's the presentation I'm putting together. If you know how to do it, you're probably going sideways. You've done it before. The goal is to go after something you don't know how to do. That's where you're going to raise your conscious awareness. We are all the same. And so far as, as so far as ability is concerned, we have different levels of awareness. But I listen, I, I, you know, Blaine, I've gone into maximum security prisons. I've had people that were in solitary confinement for seven and a half years. I got the government to tear up his, uh, his uh, parole and give him his passport so I could move to England with him. I've, I've watched people that are just in such terrible shape change. When people believe that you really want to help them, they start listening to you. Mm -hmm. You really got to care about them. And you see, I think we're all the same. We're all exactly the same. Yeah. It's just our results, our appearance, our sound and everything that's different. But inside out, yes. we're all the same. Absolutely. You know, we had Phil on, Phil Goldfein on uh, the first day. And Phil has got, and I've been to, he's got a stack of these cards. Yeah. He's been working with you for over 20 years. I mean, he's got a stack of these cards. Yeah, he is religious in his work with that. Well, you know, Phil's a, an interesting guy. I told Phil he wanted to work with me. He flew up to Vegas to meet me when he got talking to me. And he said, would you work with me? And I said, I will, only you've got to do exactly what I'm telling you. And I don't tell you what to eat or what time to go to bed, but I'm going to tell you to study something. I want you to study it. And if you don't, I'm, I don't want to work with you. And um, I'll fire you as, a, as, as, my, as being your coach. I don't want to work with you. Phil does exactly what I tell him. Now, when I met Phil, he was not a happy guy. He was earning about 200 a year. He wanted in millions. He wanted, a, he wanted to win an Oscar. Phil's earning millions today. He's making more movies than any producer in Los Angeles. He's earned millions of dollars. He's won the Oscar, won the Emmy, won the Tony. You know, there's only 26 people have won an Oscar, an Emmy, and a pro Tony. He, yeah, was yeah, 20, yeah. he was 27. 27, yeah. Uh, there's been, Golden Globe, too. Golden Globe. Yeah, and a Golden Globe, and he's won the... Uh, the Panda. China, and... yeah. I mean, but see... Phil will follow direction. I learned to follow direction. I didn't figure this out. I did what people told me to do, but I go to people that know more than me. Mm -hmm. It's the only way you're gonna learn. Yeah. Um, I mix with people that don't know any more than me, but I don't, I don't learn from them. I learned some bad habits from them. <laughs> but if I'm, you know, we've got to, we've got to understand that it's not difficult to win. You just got to go to people that know more than you and have the right questions. 
and then do exactly what they tell you until you find out that they're lying to you. They don't know what they're talking about. Bill's an excellent example. Yeah. Bob, Bob, you know, you know, for you know, Blaine and you, you, you guys are incredible leaders and transform so many lives, and you really truly live what you what you share and and you embodied it. And I just want to I want to ask you a real question here that I believe many people struggle with. I believe a lot of people struggle with. You know, you're sharing like go to someone that knows more than you and follow what they say. And I think there's that internal resistance that comes in sometimes where you're knowing your own knowing your own dialogue, your own, um, you know, your own ego conversation st stops you from that, that close to being to everything that could unlock the world for you. Can you share with us? What, what's a tip you could give us to break through that moment to just allow it to occur? What do you see? Our intellect understands the good advice, but it isn't our intellect that controls our behavior. Mm -hmm. Our mind is divided into two parts. The conscious, that's the intellect. And the subconscious, that's the emotional mind. And the subconscious is your paradigm. And your paradigm is controlling you. It's a program in your subconscious mind. In fact, I've been talking about it lately. And I said, if you could get a program that you know, you know, would let you earn exactly what you want to earn. Live in the healthy state you want to live in. Develop the social life that you want to develop. Would you buy that program? Well, anybody would say, absolutely. Well, here's the point. You can create that program yourself. The program that we're operating with, the people that wrote the code for the program didn't know what the hell they were doing. It would be our parents, our grandparents, our great-grandparents, when we are born, genetically, we're already programmed into the DNA is all the ancient programming from the past. They wrote the code for the program that's controlling our life. And then after birth, your subconscious mind is wide open and you're controlled by your environment. I changed that and didn't know what, what I had done. I did exactly what Ray told me. I did exactly what the book told me. Ray was the guy to give me the book. And I was in England, I was earning over a million a year, and I had no idea what the hell I was doing. I used to get on the Playboy, play roulette. I didn't care if I lost, and I usually won. And one day I thought, I'm being awfully irresponsible. I should try and figure out why I'm winning. And I couldn't figure it out. I didn't know. It took me nine and a half years. And when I got it figured out, all I wanted to do was teach it. I found that I changed my paradigm. I changed that conditioning that I was raised with. And I changed it by reading this book every day and listening to Earl's records every day. I still do. It was the repetition over and over and over. And through that repetition, I literally built a new paradigm. I'm teaching people this weekend, starting tomorrow morning for three days, we're teaching people paradigm shift. You've got to understand how it's been built and then how to change it. So that's really what you're talking about, Ash. You're talking about the program in the subconscious mind. You see, this is what accounts for people that um, are absolutely brilliant. You have friends, they're brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And they're broke and they're unhappy and they have bad marriages. They have poor relationships and you're puzzled. How come they're so damn smart? They graduated the top of their class. It isn't the smart part that controls their life. It's the paradigm. 
it's the programming in the subconscious mind. And until that's changed, nothing's going to change for them. This also explains why a guy like me, I went to high school for two months. They kicked me out. I was a terrible student. I hated school, but I had two months high school. I sat down and I took a pen. I said, I'm going to build a company that operates all over the world. We operate in over a hundred countries now and earn millions of dollars. You don't have to be smart to earn a lot of money. You don't have to be smart to build a big company, but you have to be a good student. And if you're not a good student, you're not going to learn. And you have to understand what makes you tick, why you're doing what you're doing and why you're not doing what you want to do. And that's the paradigm. I think the paradigm is probably the most important subject anybody can study. And you can teach it to a child. I had a, an associate over in Kuala Lumpur. I worked over there for about five years. I, every month I go back and forth. Um, he had a little boy at four years old. The kid could speak four languages. They thought nothing of it. I'm blowing my mind. Uh, I, I'm having, still having difficulty with one. This little ch child, four years old, could speak four languages. Now think, if you can teach a child four languages before they go to kindergarten, do you think you could teach them how their mind works? I think so. That's yeah. what we're not doing. We teach them nothing about their higher faculties. We teach them, listen to what I'm telling you, we all look at this. Live through your senses, kid. Live from the outside in. You won't find a religion anywhere in the world that tells you to live from the outside in. They all tell you to live from the inside out. We got it all backwards. Absolutely. Bob, we're going to have to you know, begin to bring this to a close. I know that you're preparing for your program tomorrow, Paradigm Shift. And I want to thank you again here for taking time out uh, of your preparation for this. You get me going, I don't know how to stop. <laughs> hey, I know, I know. I, I, I love it. It's, yeah, and, and folks, Paradigm Shift, yeah, go to proctorgallagherinstitute.com and we'll put the, we'll put the link in the, uh, the chat room here. But if you want to get more of this, that is the place to go. I, I've probably been to 13, 14 paradigm shifts. Uh, you know, live, I've, done, I've attended the, uh, the online ones as well. Uh, you'll have your mind blown. And Bob's talking about paradigms. You know, the, the other word we're using here is mindset. You know, we kind of use them interchangeably here. But what you're doing is you're, you're going to be with the master on this. And ProctorGallagher.com, Paradigm Chef. Bob, you know, as, as we walk off here, um, we've asked every um, speaker to leave us with one nugget. If there was one thing that somebody could do that would change the trajectory of where they're heading right now in a, in a generative way, what would that one nugget be? Start your day every day by writing down 10 things you're grateful for. And if you feel disturbed about anything through the day, if anything's bothering you, sit down and write out what you're grateful for. The entire process of mental adjustment and atonement can be summed up in one word, gratitude. If anything's bothering you, sit down and write out what you're grateful for. Gratitude is the attitude that fixes everything upstairs. I love it. Ash, it was a pleasure it. meeting you. I haven't met you. Yeah, great to meet you, Bob. You, you know my wife, Shanda Sumter. Uh, yes. So, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, we've, we've, we've briefly met before, but, yeah, it's really great to meet you again. And um, I, I'm just so grateful that you, you were able to join us. And thank you for your wisdom, my knowledge, pleasure. experience. I appreciate you. Very good. Thank you, Ash. Bob, thank you, love Wayne. you. Thank you very much. Very good. Pleasure. Blessing. Uh.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.